I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Oops! The Podcast. That's right, Francis, I'm calling it right out of the gate. A wonderful episode. I have a good feeling about this one. the podcast. How you doing, Francis? Feeling like we're on top of our game. On top of the world, baby. Once again, welcome to all of our new listeners. They were just, yes, the people have found this, man. They This is the not-so-secret, wonderful, surprise podcast right now. Dude, absolutely. Get, shoot us a review uh, on the podcast app or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anything Tell your friends. Any, anything helps, too. You know, It's great to have all these new people, but that isn't to say that we don't want you to keep spreading the word. And that we don't appreciate our OG yeah, listeners as well. That's we it. We love you all. That's it. Um, what's popping, bro? Well, I, I have... Uh, I don't know. I have some things. I, I want to share... An interesting message that I received from a young listener of ours. Love it. I think we might as well dive right into this. Cool. Um, this came from Rob, and he said, uh, what advice would you give to a young person graduating high school? And I said, are you heading off to college or off to work? And he said, just about everyone in my class is going to college, but I found this four-year apprenticeship to become an electrician. I've always loved working with my hands, so I think this will be perfect for me. It's in my hometown, so I can still live at home and save money for when I can move out. But I'm not sure about all the life stuff, like making new friends and self-discovery kinds of things. Mm. Now, I think we scratch the surface of this indirectly quite often on this podcast. Yeah, I agree. Um, if you want to take a crack, no, at you it first. you lead us off. What would you tell this kid? I mean, listen, you know, it's for. I just really feel like, in some capacity, leaving the nest during those years is a really helpful thing. That doesn't have to mean college. College happens to be a, a convenient way to do it. Um, but like the things that he's concerned about, all of, all of those are answered by going away. Yeah. And that could mean whatever. You could go and again the join the Peace Corps or fucking military. backpack around, join the military, do whatever. But just sticking around and saving money and waiting for the day where you're gonna move that like doesn't usually work out. Chris, would you be willing to weigh in on this? Chris has been living at home to save money for how many years since college? Uh well I was away for a year or so, like two years. Past two years. But you went away to college, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was away. Yeah, you went away to college, right? So this kid's 18. But I I still think it bears relevance. So, you know, what would you say about your experience living at home and now on the eve of finding your own home and moving out for the first time in multiple years? How do you feel? Um, hmm. Can I think about this for a second? You can think Sorry. about it. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for this. Sorry, we put you on the spot. No, yeah, come, think about come, it. Come back to me. Okay. Look, just know that if this ever happens again, you better be ready with an answer. Jeez. <laughs> you got to let me know. Hey, man, this before. podcast moves fast. Let's buddy. go, Chris. Oh, Wake happy, up, buddy. You know, keep That's up or, or, or I don't know what the saying is. Now, listen, if this guy, you know, it sounds like he knows what he wants to do, which is great. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome that you know what you want to do. Yeah. But um, dude, sounding like you know what you want to do and thinking you know what, what you want to do versus actually 
doing the thing and realizing that you were right and it is what you wanted to do are two very different things. Absolutely. I would say that everything at 18 is a guess. True, unless you're like that rare exception of, I always knew, but you can only say that once you've done it for a while, you know? But that's having said that, to your point, give it a shot. It's not etched in stone that this is what you have to do forever. I think that that mentality is potentially detrimental as well. This like, okay, I've decided today I'm an electrician and I will be an electrician no matter what forever. You know what I mean? Like you need to decide on the on the job or on the fly once you're doing it if you want to keep doing it. Yes, I agree with that. I, I have said this before on the pod, I think, but uh, my advice is, is similar to that, which is when you're 18, 19, all the way up to your 25, 27, whatever it is, don't be afraid to to break things down and start from scratch. Yeah. Because this is the only time in your life where you have the luxury of that. It gets harder and harder. And I remember when I was 23, 24, I left a job that I had been at for only, I don't know, 10 months. And this guy that I worked with that I did not get along with very well wrote me a note, a handwritten note that he left on my desk to sort of say goodbye everyone else said goodbye wished me well and he wrote me this note where he said something like you know if i've learned anything in life it's that you should honor your commitments and only working at a job for less than a year is a is is a glaring failure i don't know if you use the word failure but it looks bad on a resume and it's a hard thing to explain away um and he he like made these very unhappy mean comments to me in a note is he older i think he was a couple years older his name was will he was was a a pretty unhappy guy i always tried to be nice to him and he just it was one of those people who did not want to be made happy Mm. you know yeah what a weird parting message jesus uh yeah but what i will say is that at least in my case, never once after that did I apply for a job where a single person was like, why did you only work at this place for 10 months? Yeah. It never fucking came up. It never came up. I never, they never said like, why didn't that work out? People say, well, you should stay at a job for two years. That may be true in a very specific field. It may be true in finance, right? Where if you're a trader or you're a banker, you, you you know, you should stay at your firm for two years minimum and then go on to the next thing. But man, my parents told me that their 20s was a decade of professional experimentation. My dad used it almost as a, a process of elimination, you know, mm. failing his way through jobs or, or not failing his way, but but trying out different jobs before he finally found the one that suited him. Right. And I had so many jobs and I I completely subscribe to that theory. It doesn't need to be this linear connected trail of totally. uh, And if you didn't do a good job, it doesn't make make you bad. Yeah. You know, like if you, if, if one thing you happen to not excel at, that's just valuable information. You now know you don't like that or that you're not good at that. Exactly. And like you said, process of elimination is a wonderful way to think about it. Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to like that. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Worst thing that can happen is you realize that, that you were correct. Yeah. And now you can mark that off and get closer to what you really want. And 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 not to mention, you know, what's what's you you 
you end up losing the job, you don't have any money, you go back home, you live with your parents, or you, you sleep on a buddy's floor or something, that's not crippling in your early 20s, in your mid-20s. When you're 30, when you're 32, I I can't sleep on the floor. I couldn't live with my parents at this age. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Same. this is the time to allow yourself to fail. That's what I would say to Rob. Yeah. Do, Rob, give it a shot. Give it a shot, buddy. Figure it out. Um, try to get away, get away as much as you can too, to kind of just like allow yourself a new perspective. I feel like Chris has, uh, has pondered this. Chris, what do you got? Um, this moment in his life. So the main thing I wrote down is you just need to kind of put yourself out there to do things that, that are like uncomfortable and just like you need to get new life experiences because so much of going to college is being in these weird situations you've never been in before dealing with people that you don't want to deal with and kind of like improving your people skills so i think just kind of going out and doing things and kind of forcing yourself to meet new people will really help with that um and then you can kind of go through that like that um what else do i got here um i think also like how you are with your family kind of matters. I mean, everybody's situation's different. Like, how comfortable are you with them? Um, so maybe depending on that, you want to leave sooner. You could stay home longer. Um, You're very excited to move out, aren't you? Yeah, Ooh, that's you could not say a mark that. against your family. No, though. I mean, this was the first thing I told you that I wanted to like move out. I remember, I was yeah. like, that was the plan, and yeah, and it's taken a little longer than I'd like, but I'm excited and. Everything happens for a reason, so we're almost there. Chris is having a life renaissance. I like Chris with the destiny, the destiny talk. <laughs> just manifesting his destiny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pretty cool. I wish I could have left earlier, but this like creative world, it's a lot different than having a normal job. So it's really hard to, to it monetize was, uh, dude, yeah. the creative world. It was, it was. I, I'm really grateful being able to live home this long because so many people can't, and I'm excited to leave. So I'll leave it at that cool very nice good thanks words, chris. chris very good love it g um, what are your thoughts on the world <laughs> oh man thoughts on the world well, what do you got for us you you, you reaching for the phone i was like looking i was email? looking at something i mean yeah we have a good email but i i thought of something i mean dude yeah. it's crazy to have like a full slate of activities again of like parties and obligations and of course comedy and like the weekend is starting to feel like the old weekends used to feel. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting. You know, it's amazing how, and I think we, we talked about this during the kind of the height of the pandemic, but we sort of knew that the return to norm normal life would be bittersweet to a degree mm. because there were, were things about that new lifestyle that were nice. Mm-hmm. The sort of this like forced domestic existence, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's interesting to kind of be getting used to the way things work. I'm with you 100%. I, my girlfriend got promoted and my life in going independent and launching the Patreon sign up, if you would, that'd be great. Um, has meant that over the last two weeks, we have barely seen each other, even though technically we still work under the same roof. Interesting. And here's, here's how crazy it is. We we started this show on HBO called Mayor of Easttown. How is it? Sensational. <laughs> it is 
absolutely sensational. Oh, that's great. I gotta watch it. Kate Winslet, man. She's amazing. What a career. She's great. What a talent. Totally. That woman can fucking act. She crushes. In so many different ways, too. You She's know? really good. She's amazing. So, is she British? Yeah. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it. She plays a sort of down-home, rural Pennsylvania police officer, detective okay. in this show. She does the Philly kind of accent pretty darn well, too. Dude, she's really solid. Nobody. <laughs> Home. Home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even have it. Those are the only words I can do. Anyway, the point is, we, we started this show and we were gripped by it, right? Mm-hmm. There were four episodes that had come out that we had not when we started it. We watched the first two in a night, and that was a week ago, and I have been so excited to watch more of this show with my girlfriend, and we have not watched any more. There are two episodes waiting for us to watch, and there has not been an evening in a week where we could sit down and watch an hour of television together. Dude, isn't what that the fuck is that, that is about? Cra- that is crazy. But it also reminds me how underrated having a show with your girl or boyfriend is. Sure. I mean, dude. Such a fun thing. Think about this. In quarantine, we watched the entirety of Breaking Bad in, I don't know, three weeks? <laughs> Five seasons, right, six right. seasons, whatever the fuck it is. We have not been able to get through four episodes of Mayor of Easttown in yeah. a dude, week and a half. Crazy. Yeah, I watched like... Same, the entirety of Game of Thrones in two or three weeks, which yeah. is like a crazy. Yeah, that's. Dude, I just had it on all day. I wasn't doing anything. Monumental. It was, dude. It's an accomplishment. Dude, ask the people that I was staying with. I had it on on my iPad the whole day. I was just walking around, like playing online poker on one screen and watching Game of Thrones on the other. <laughs> dude, what a crazy fucking time. So, um, yeah. It's a good point, man. I, I It makes you also know that you need to find a way to make time for each other yeah date nights uh we're getting excited do you call about- it that though are you like date night we do ironically right okay it's a subtle wink to ourselves we have date night yeah it helps you get more excited about it yeah because date night means oh let's get a little spiffed up yeah maybe i'll spritz a little cologne a little cologne i don't like cologne you don't i do i wear uh Hate all it. gender scent we've talked about this yeah that's good. I, li- I like wearing it i don't but like i it. typically don't get good feedback from it from my partners one time a partner said why do you <laughs> smell like my grandma um mm. hillary just goes what is that because <laughs> <laughs> i don't wear it regularly enough and she's funny she gets really shook when i wear new stuff mm. if i wear things she's never seen like i'll show up and i have new sneakers on she goes what the fuck are those <laughs> <laughs> what are those what the fuck are those it's really funny it's now it's starting to become a thing where it happens less regularly since we live together but uh still every once in a while it's a fun little fun little thing yeah um okay i have a good email for please. us please i'd be interested to hear lay it on me thoughts. pal um okay this is called cancer paternal mortality and a hail mary Ooh, there's a title i know here we go yeah, um buckle up I need your advice. I'm 24 years old and have been with my now ex-boyfriend since we were 18. We are the same age. Around the beginning of COVID lockdown, he expressed to me a conviction that we must break up at some arbitrary point in the future due to us, quote, going down different paths. He had a desire to travel the world and live in a van, 
I had a desire to use my college degree and begin building my career. Mm. <laughs> Feisty. Sassy. Yeah. Um, of course, my first impression was utter devastation. But as time progressed, I truly made peace with reality. I become hopeful and excited about the opportunity to, quote, be selfish and live my life for myself only. Cut to two months ago. I decided the time for us to finally break up was here, and I kicked him out of my apartment. I immediately enjoyed living alone more than sharing my apartment. As Francis says, sleeping alone has been the best sleep I've ever had. Mm -hmm. I missed my ex here and there, but was nonetheless compelled by a deep gut feeling that I was honoring myself to the highest degree by leaving that relationship. Mm-hmm. Last week, my ex's father passed away and my ex was, di- or sorry, um, and my ex was diagnosed with non-terminal cancer a few oh, days no. later. He begs me to take him back. And when I refuse, he begs to keep me as a friend. I feel like a fucking monster because my heart has moved on. I feel guilty anytime I speak with him, quote, as friends, because I know he still loves me and I don't want to lead him on. I have absolutely no interest in manipulating him and get no pleasure from being the one with the power. Should I cut off all contact with him? What would you guys do? I'm not considering getting back together with him, but wonder how I should move forward. It feels like going through a divorce. The, on, uh, the only kid we have together is a dog, thank God. Um, oh, they have a dog together? Um, yes. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Man, uh, that's, t- that's, that's tough. That's a tough one, right? Well... My initial answer was going to be, yes, she should cut ties. Yes. I don't think that him becoming sick all of a sudden means that she has to abide by her empathy and let that, um, you know, make, make mean, make that have her go visit him and be some sort of like, supportive force in his life um unless she wants to be right it's it's up to her right because they their relationship ended before he got sick right right yes so i don't think that she is obligated to to be that that person in his life, the, the, you know, hospital visits and all of that. I hate to sound harsh, but no, I agree. Um, that's just the way it is. I think about this stuff all the time, dude. And dude, listen, it's, it's hard enough to try to do the let's be friends thing when somebody still has feelings. I've done it most of the time and it is an absolutely exhausting, brutal process. Eventually maybe you get over the hump and you actually are just friends with them. But like, at what cost, you know, and that's under normal circumstances. So now to sort of be in a position where he is, he has gotten dealt an unlucky hand in a couple ways. He needs someone. Like Francis said, you have to decide whether or not that's something that you can do. I mean, it sounds like he was the one who had proclaimed that you guys had no future together. Maybe the circumstances had ch- have changed now. Um, it sounds like you have fully moved on. If he hasn't, and it's going to be one of those things that starts to become messy and confusing, and it starts to affect your life too, I mean, I don't know. It, again, yeah, I agree with Francis. It's up to you. Yeah. The fact that he said to her, we are going to break up at some point in the future, the moment he said that, he is no longer entitled to your loyalty and your your you know steadfast support that's that that should have been the end of the relationship what the fuck 
putting some random floating end date on it. Totally. Uh, if anyone has heard that, <laughs> stop. It's over. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. Leave. Yeah. That's just a nightmare. That's ridiculous. So he said that. Those were his words. He ended the relationship. He put the timeline timer on it. Relationship ends. She did her part. She got over it. And then he gets sick and now he wants her back. Of course. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't really work that I well. don't even think that going to visit him and, and being really sympathetic is a good thing because that's just going to confuse him because any guy is going to think that if you show up and are sweet and caring and like read a bedtime story or pat his head or whatever, you know, damp cloth on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> then that's confusing he's gonna take men take tenderness as uh they 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 believe that it is a sign that the person still has feelings for them yeah like their wires get crossed it's happened to me yeah it's impossible to to to, to say like well i'm sure she's just doing this because she's a good person no this is a good relationship talk in general i think like when you break up with somebody it is very important to take that space Mm -hmm. to sort of like reassess figure shit out and when you just are still talking to that person constantly it doesn't allow you that time to do that and it just isn't it doesn't allow you to really move on essentially mm. it's like not taking the step yeah it's like pretending you're going to take the step and not doing it well speaking speaking of sick uh sickness i asked a pretty sick question of my girlfriend recently what was that well you know they came, she came home with kojai and uh she asked me who i had missed more between her and kojai <laughs> and i said you know you is the answer i missed you in different ways but you because i've existed i've looked after the dog when she went away and then i've existed with her when the dog was away and having her around was much better than having just the dog around his company. <laughs> that's that's Sorry, true. Coach. Sorry, Kojai. That's the case. But then I turned it on her and I said, okay, let's play a little Sophie's Choice here. <laughs> I said, okay, some you know burglar walks into the apartment with a pistol and he's got the, the gun trained on both me and Kojai and, and, and we've I've got my hands up and he's got his paws up. <laughs> And he, the burglar says to you, uh, you have to choose which one lives and which one dies. Who are you choosing? Oh, my God. She would not answer. Oh, my God. She wouldn't answer, which basically means Kojai lives. <laughs> if you oh can't God. answer that I am the one you're saving, you're not willing to tell me that you're saving the dog. Did this lead to any sort of like animosity no we were laughing about it we were (laughs) laughing about it but i i kind of held her feet to the fire i kept pushing her i was like no you have to answer the guy has a gun she's like i'm not answering this i can't i can't even think about it i'm like are you fucking kidding me right now i'm taking this as you saying you would save the dog she's like no i no dude that's great no the robber just shoots you kojai runs over immediately starts humping his leg (laughs) (laughs) guy just moves in 
<laughs> starts dating my girlfriend. Oh my god! Hey, Kojak. Nobody ever hurt, hears from me again. Oh man, dude. Tough way to go. That's a tough way to go, dude. I remember like there's a couple of dreams that have stayed with me from childhood, and one of them is about my like there was my mom and a witch who was pretending to be my mom, and I didn't know which one was really my mom, and I had oh. to kill one. Like, no, I'm really your mother. No, I'm really your mother. And I killed my real mom. Yeah, of course. And then the witch emerged being like, ha, 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 ha. And I woke up and I've never forgotten that dream. Damn, It's dude. a fucked up one, right? Yikey. I know. Dude, it's funny. Like, have you ever woken up and just written down your dream because you know you're going to forget it? No. I, I think I've done it at some point. I don't, I don't think don't... I've ever written it down. But um, are, there are dreams that I've remembered from childhood. Do you have any good ones? You know, I've had dreams. I've had recurring dreams. I've had the dreams of my teeth falling out. Oh, yeah. Pulling the teeth out of my I've, mouth. I've had that, too. I've had them shatter. Oh, God. I know. I've heard that that's about money. And that actually makes sense because the times where I was having those were times where I was stressed financially. Strange how that would manifest that way. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. I'm, I'm, I'm quite stressed about money right now. Talk to me. Well. Talk to Papa. I just, I just don't really know where to get it from. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I've I've cut my spending almost to zero. I mean, my credit card bills this month and the last month are the lowest that they've been really? since like the first months of quarantine. Really? As a conscious choice, just kind of being like... I don't have a choice. I don't have my income for right now. I have to figure out what it's going to be, how it's going to shake out. Mm-hmm. Now that this is, this is the first month that I will not be on salary with Bro Bible. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm on my own and you know I have a couple of things that I'm cobbling together the Patreon which I hope people will join and thank you very much as I said um obviously revenue from the podcast and then uh you know you you, you go out you do stand up you make 25 bucks cash here and there mm-hmm. that might as well just shove that up my pee hole <laughs> that shit that those 20, $25 is gone in New York on the wind if you look to the left it's gone it's gone (laughs) so anyway i have cut my spending but i don't really know um where the next ship is gonna come in from Mm. are you thinking about going back on the road i have to do you when is do you you have any dates you want to plug there i don't have the dates yet i have nine cities that are kind of form lining up that's great um so stay tuned if you want to come see me perform (laughs) (laughs) you know um but all of that is to say dude that i i think about money constantly it's constantly on my mind and it's so 
de- just crippling and stress inducing and it's a terrible thing it's the thing i think about when i'm going to bed and it's the first thing i think about when i wake up yeah it's bad and um i'm not even nervous i'm just unsure yeah yeah but dude listen you know you've made it this far that's what you said to me and a thing that that you know that i once i hit a certain amount of time doing this it's like you. The thing that sucks about it is you don't know where the next thing's gonna come from, but it's gonna come. Buddy, you said that, and it gave me a lot of uh, relief and peace. But it doesn't completely extinguish that little thought of, of course. What if it doesn't? Of course not. How long can I go? And dude, I'll tell you what. Like without I, making fucking money, I have that thought every single time I smoke weed at some point. <laughs> Chris is shaking his head because everybody's like, why do you continue to do it? Yeah. Because it's initially relaxing and then I start having terrible thoughts. <laughs> That's why I really enjoy it for 25 minutes. And then I'm like, oh my God, my parents, I need to spend time with them. And where I have no money. Mm. <laughs> I, it's, it's just, I just don't know. And, and, and I'm so it's it makes it harder to celebrate the smaller successes that we have. Obviously, the podcast is doing so well, but it's not at the point yet where it can pay my rent. Mm-hmm. And so, um, until it gets there, you know, I think of that as being a big milestone mm-hmm. for me. And honestly, that's like one of the things that we sort of talked about when Francis and I were initially meeting to kind of try to like figure out the ins and outs of how we were going to do the pod. And we were kind of, Francis was kind of had the calculator pulled up, was doing some running some numbers about how much money people make based on how much down, many downloads, blah, blah, blah. And we kind of came to this like vision of the day where it could pay our, cover our rent. How great of a day that would be. Y- yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, you know, we're getting there. We're, 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 we're not terribly far away, but I don't know. I, I think we're far enough away where I need I need to I need to have some other kind of income. I need to I need to sell something. I need to figure out what I can sell. Yeah, dude. I sold a vest to a friend of mine. I'm starting to sell clothing that I own. Fran- dude, Fran- Francis Flea Market? Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm auctioning off pieces of my wardrobe. Dude, your canvas hat is actually the perfect item to be wearing to have like a clothing stand. <laughs> <laughs> it's not canvas. You, oh, you did say that. It's beaver felt. The beaver felt hat wearing a vest with no shirt underneath. France flea market. Well, I, 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 I sold the vest uh, you, the, you, from our picture. You're like, yeah, it's all local. They're like, where is it from? My apartment, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, enough moping from me. You know, I, I'm I'm ready to let's let's get happy. Let's get excited. Come well, dude, on. listen, another thing that potentially you could be selling from your clothing stand are our favorite pair of pants. That's it. And shorts. <laughs> yep. Bird dogs. Bird dogs, baby. What a wonderful item. It's really become a staple of what we do here at Oops the Podcast. They've been with us very early on, almost from our, our inception. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really love the pants and we swear by them and the summer months are coming. They're a wonderful pant. Great pant. Versatile for all temperatures and occasions. But don't don't get it twisted. They make amazing shorts too. I would they say do. that that's their signature product. And you can jump in the pool with them and cop right out and continue living your life. They have a built-in underwear liner that does not ride up. It's the only built-in underwear liner, short or pant, where I've ever actually been able to say that for real. 
Yeah. The, the, the liner doesn't ride up. It, it doesn't feel like you're wearing really anything at all. And you just throw the pants on, the shorts on, and that's all you need, men. You're yeah. good to go. It's like shorts with built-in gold bond shorts. Yeah. You'll, you'll never have to powder up again if you rock <laughs> these puppies. I would highly suggest for all the women listeners that we have, we love you so much. If you're looking for a gift that will light up your man's uh, life, buy him a pair of bird dog shorts for the summer. He'll be very happy. Bird diggity dogs. Use promo code OOPS. You will get an amazing gift with your first purchase. I don't even know what it is. It used to be the rubber sandals. I think they ran out of those. So it's going to be something else. Yeah. It's just like, you know, just blinking question mark. Yeah. It's going to be some kind of surprise <laughs> the mystery flavor thing. Uh, <laughs> but the gift really is the bird dog shorts themselves or the pants. So go to birddogs.com promo code oops and you'll, uh, you'll get something cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. Dude, another good email, please. This is good because, uh, you have a really cute dog. So this is kind of like a funny thing. Mm-hmm. This is a topic that you hear about, but you never actually hear about it for real. That's the one thing I'll say. Here we go. Um, hi, guys. This is not a current situation for me, but it happened to me in the past. and I'm curious about your take on this. My ex-boyfriend's brother posted pictures of himself with my dog on a dating app. He let women believe the dog was his and would ask then if he could borrow my dog for dates. <laughs> I was upset about this. Having a dog implies that a person is responsible or at least responsible enough to care for another living thing, which he was not. I did allow him to take the dog a couple times, but requested that he tell the date it was not his dog. Um, Assuming you can't control the pictures people post on dating apps, would you allow someone to borrow your dog after using it in a picture? (laughs) Holy smokes. I can't believe this guy is that much of a savage, dude. That is pretty savage. (laughs) taking the dog on dates like how much more likely do you think you are to get dates because you're holding a dog dude like the, that's the answer julio is quite a bit more do likely. you really think so it's really yeah. bizarre dude i i was living when i was single <laughs> i was living in brooklyn heights uh with this family that i'd been tutoring i'm very close to them to this day i think i've mentioned them before on the podcast the son is a uh one of the sons is a, a navy pilot the other just graduated from usc um the dad's one of my favorite people on earth great family one week they uh they all the whole family was gone in the summer and they had just gotten this pit bull puppy um and so i was left to sort of dog sit and it was just me and the dog and 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 the whole had the whole place and myself and i took the dog for a walk one night i mean this is the the first night that they were gone and (laughs) I I wasn't even half a block out of the house when this gorgeous girl stopped me (laughs) immediately, like was fawning over the dog, you know, on, on the sidewalk, bent over, you know, licks and all up in the grill. And then once she stood up, I didn't have to say anything. (laughs) She was just Just like, who are you and how can I spend more time with the two of you? (laughs) Basically, that's basically what it was. So what ended up happening? Uh, I was going, I I finished the walk with the dog. I got her number, finished the the walk with the dog. um, And then I was going out into the city that night and she was like going to do something. And then like later that night, we 
met up back at her place and uh, <laughs> no one way. thing led to another. Are you sure? And get this, I didn't even have to bring the dog. Oh! You know, at that point, I realized maybe she likes me for me. <laughs> How about that? Just goes to show. All you need to do is pose with the dog. You don't need to pretend it's yours. Yeah. Dude, good for you, man. Yeah. What well, a great tale. So, yeah, right. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, seriously. Um, no, but the... Uh, it is, I think it is something that, uh, it's such a joke, you know, it's a running <laughs> joke, but I do think that dogs are a chick Dogs magnet. get laid. They're also, Period. If, if I were to see a young single woman walking a puppy, a golden retriever puppy, I want to marry her. Right. It's a good icebreaker. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that, the, the hardest thing about introduce, meeting people in the wild is the icebreaker. Because if you just go up to somebody and are like, I think you're cute, it's just like a little bit uncomfortable. Have you ever done that? Yeah. I've done it too. You have any good, you have a specific good one you can think of? <laughs> I have one. I have one. Um, man, this was so many years ago. <laughs> I was home in Maine, I don't know, maybe a, a summer between college for a week or two. And I went to this this bakery, this really good bread bakery <laughs> what was it called uh when pigs fly bakery oh. i think is what it's called in maine okay um are there more of those elsewhere they, they sell it they sell it okay. around Got now it, it, it. it grew um S- syndicated <laughs> yeah but you know i go in and sure enough i mean straight out of a french rom-com there's this stunningly cute woman young woman you know with with a little bit of flour on her cheek and an apron <laughs> and the whole place smells of fresh hot bread and, and croissant. Yeah, she's got her hair up in a bun and you know, she's uh she's just making bread. It's fucking I amazing. mean, what could be a better way to present yourself? Yeah. Do you know like I, what yeah, the stage was set. You ever see that movie Chocolat? That's exactly what it I sounds, was thinking. It yeah, it's like Chocolat. That. Yeah, um, <laughs> you said it right. I didn't need to say it again. Um, <laughs> and I walk in and I see this girl and I like get my bread from her and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little tongue tied, but it's I'm I'm thinking that it's coming off in a charming way. And I leave, and I walk out, and I go put my bread in the car, and I sit in the car for a minute, and I'm like, you know what, dude, fuck that. Oh baby. And I walk back in and I said to her, you know, I think you're I think you're really pretty and I'd love to go out with you sometime. And she goes, You're so sweet. I just got engaged. Mm. And she like showed me the ring. But there was flour on the ring. I was like, Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, I I maybe she wasn't even maybe she wasn't wearing the ring, because I feel like I would have looked for that. Right, right, right. But I, uh, I said, no problem. You know, great to meet you. And I walked out. Now, fast forward a couple of years, right? I was, I came up to Maine with a, with a girlfriend at the time. And I went shopping in Portland with her to this place that sold like, uh, you know, raincoats. And you ever see those like men's, menswear stores that sell like hatchets, belts? Yeah jeans and then like 
I don't know, fucking barber coats. Yeah, sort of like just all different brands of stuff. Filson shirts. Yeah, yes. Those kinds of places, and that they, they've got some funky name like the Hatchery or right. I don't even know what the fuck it would be. Anyway, she worked at one of the. I, I bring my girlfriend in. We're looking around, and I see the girl from the bakery, and now she works at this clothing store. And I was like, Do we know each? We know each other, right? You used to work. At, she was like, I did. Yeah. And she was so warm to me. And then she saw me with my girlfriend. Mm. And a a sheet of darkness came over her face. Really? And I don't know if she was now separated from oh, her then fiance. fiance or whatever or still married. I didn't ask. And then was maybe thinking like, oh, my God, I was hoping I might run into this guy again. Oh, or no. or if she just was like annoyed that I was now with a girl mm. or if I just imagined the right. whole fucking thing, which is entirely possible. But I like to think Dude, it's that possible. Her, one she day, was put off by the fact that I was no longer pining for her. Totally. Totally. Or, but like, dude, she comes home one day and her fiance is like, listen, I, you come home smelling like dough every night and it just made her like you even more dude because you saw her in her element i sure you did still loved her for who she was i did i didn't mind uh all that <laughs> dough that was in her fingernails dude it's so fucked up how those things are shout out to everybody out there listening who's willing to go up and put yourself out there give it a shot i recommend you try it this summer yeah you know as the masks start to become a thing that are slowly rolled back and we can see each other again or even if we can't give it a shot go right. up to somebody nothing like the worst that can happen is you make someone's day by giving them a compliment That's no it. one's going to be mad at you for asking them out everyone doesn't do it because they fear rejection yeah. right but let's put it this way if you go about it in a nice way with a smile on your face and you're not a weirdo and a creep you're not saying something sexual or aggressive they're just going to say, at worst, like, mm, no, uh, no thanks, or like, no, not interested, whatever. They're not going to rip you apart and say something to you that just ruins your week. Totally. They're not going to be like, listen, I would never go out with you. Look at you. <laughs> oh You're a piece of shit. Yeah. How dare they're not gonna you? They're not going to say that. Yeah, just don't whistle. Yeah. <laughs> so, so being told, like, uh, not really no i'm not going out with you why does that matter and like, honestly, why does that matter dude, why is no that one's hurt? gonna do it like that no one's even gonna just say no they're gonna make up that they have a boyfriend at the very least they're gonna say you're so sweet Most or, people will. or a girlfriend you or whatever. could you could face a i'm not interested or no right. i'm not you, no thanks you could you could you even, could find that but i i don't think chances are it's not gonna be that worst nightmare situation where they're like these are the reasons why I won't go out with you, total stranger. Yeah. Uh, one, you're you know clearly dumb. Your breath smells. To whatever. Look at you. Look yeah. at yourself in the mirror. That they're not going to say that. <laughs> so anyone who's who's fearful of this should know that you, you've built that fear up in your head, and it's better to to try. Totally. Wouldn't you? Re I I sleep better at night from rejection. Right. No, dude, you get, you got to try. The peace of knowing that at least I had an answer. And it's fun that way. Like you, something interesting is going to happen that day when, and you're never going to forget it. Do you know That's that, fun. Do you know that I asked out one of those Sports Illustrated swimsuit models? Did you DM her? Yeah. 
How did it go? Well, it was the first week that I was at Barstool, and these three Sports Illustrated swimsuit models came in. One of them was this girl, Danielle Harrington, who I think she was like a rookie in that that campaign that year. Got it. Now, I'm not like a big model chaser or anything like that, but I did a segment with these three women. They were stunning. Lais Ribeiro was one of them, um, and then Danielle Harrington, and then this other one. And three of the most beautiful women I'd ever seen, right? And I did this 20-minute interview with them where we're, we're just like joking. It was very free-flowing. And this one girl, Danielle Harrington, she was laughing a, lot, a little harder than the other two were at my jokes. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she laughed, and then she touched my knee. Okay. And I was like, Initiating physical what contact. the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Hello. Hello. I am sensing something. A little chemistry, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then after the segment ended, I went up to one of the other girls and I was talking to her and I said, do you know if uh, your friend Danielle is single? She goes, I don't know. I think so, but I can find out why. And I was like, I don't know. I thought she, I thought we were kind of like vibing a little and uh, I'd love to, you know, get her number if, if, if she were willing and like maybe we could go out for a drink or something like that. She was like, okay, I'll find out for you. So then this girl starts acting as like, what I thought was matchmaker, mm-hmm. right? But fast forward a couple nights, that girl that I had asked about to get the info DMs me. Oh wow. And she goes, um, she goes, I talked to Danielle. She's single. She really wants you to message her. Um nice. You should sell you should send her like a bunch of messages to show her how much you like her. Talk about yourself a lot. Weird. And I'm like, all right, clearly she's fucking with me, you know. Well, she was just joking? She was trolling me. Why? The reason was, I think, that so, that's so she weird. was with um she was with my boss, Dave. They mm. were down in Houston at this pre Super Bowl. Uh, and he party. was like fucking with you. No, they had mentioned to him that I had like asked if that girl was single and Dave was like, what? <laughs> Why would he do that? And then Dave was like, you know, no, don't, don't give him the time of day, I think. And then, um, they started sort of just like together concocting this thing back. But before I had caught the scent of it, I did fire off a, a DM to Danielle in our interview. She had said that she likes to stay in shape by doing these boxing classes. So the message that I sent was, Hey, it was great working with you the other day. You know, um, when you're back in New York, uh, let's do let's go boxing sometime. Mm-hmm. That was all I said, and she like read it and didn't respond. And then clearly the whole thing fell to pieces. Jesus. And I'm not saying that I ever would have had a shot in hell. You might have, but at least I knew. At least I tried, dude. You did nothing wrong. At there. least I tried. I'd rather be told no than wonder, even if it's a point zero 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 one percent chance. Getting rejected by the top 16 law schools. At least I know. Mm-hmm. Dude, totally. And you, dude, when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's just fun, man. I have a good one. One time I'm walking across. It is fun. Walking across the street. I happen to catch this girl in my periphery. I turn back and look at her. Continue looking forward. Look again, and now she's looking at me. Hype. And then I turn away. I turn again, and she's still looking at me, and I'm looking back. And then she walks into a grocery store, 
And I was like, fuck it. I go in the grocery store and start trying to find her in the grocery store. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I end up finding her in the first aisle. I'll never forget where I'm picturing the store layout of this Morton Williams, which is the grocery store chain here. Ooh, I don't know if I'm following a girl into a Morton Williams. I followed her in. Whole Foods for me. There, there's no Whole Foods in this area. Though. Yeah, this Morton is, Williams, though. That says a lot about her. Dude, it was connected to a very nice apartment building. Fine, okay. Fine, if okay. you want to be Touché. snobby here. Is this in the West Village? No, this is Upper East Side. Okay. Um, and I go in and I ask for her number and she, she kind of acted weird to me. It was weird. It was a little off. Is awful. that what you fired off? You started with I, that? Yeah, I literally went up to her and I was like, hey, like, I couldn't help but notice you. Like, if you want to give me your number, I'd love to hang out sometime. She goes, okay. So she gives me her number. Oh. We start, so then we start texting back and forth. And she's this girl's from Israel. And she came in very hot, being like, I will never date somebody who isn't Jewish. Okay. And she's like, but I'd be down to be friends. She's like, also, you are comedian. Come, like, I, that is not right person for me. Yeah. And I was like, well, you're insanely direct. Like, this is a, this is almost yeah. stereotypical and also, how they say Israeli omit, chicks are. You omit articles from your sentences. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. But dude, yeah. so anyway, this girl was like, she was kind of fancy too. She had mentioned she like had an apartment in Brussels and Tel Aviv and she had this apartment here or whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. So dude, then this is pretty funny. So she basically rejects me. So I'm like, okay. But then for the next few weeks, every once in a while, she would text me really late at night and be like, what are you doing? And like, I happen to be asleep or like, I, mi- I nothing ever ended up happening because I happened to miss those messages. Mm. But then one day I called her out on it and I was like, if you don't want to date a person who isn't Jewish, like, why do you keep texting me late at night? She goes, can you not read between line? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. And then she essentially what ended up being conveyed was that she was willing to, you know, mess around, but never to. Mm-hmm. I could be her dirty little secret. And you never did. Never did it. But one night she happened to be in the crowd of one of my shows, dude. Oh my God. And then that kind of like reignited the interest and then it just sort of never oh, happened. Oh, there's nothing shit. worse than just not lining up. I know. Ships passing in the night. That is really brutal. But dude, how fun is that fucking story? You know? That is a fun one. It's a fun. It's dude, fun. The, the grocery store connect it's is... A tough, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to pull it's off. It's tough. But boy, oh boy. <laughs> When you land it, it is, ooh, you get excited about that first date. Just don't overthink it. Who cares if it's fucking weird? Walk right up to her and just be like, I want to go out with you. You don't have to say anything coy or Yeah, she's not the mayor, you know? exactly. She's not going to bar you from riding subways or something like that. There's no, as long as you're not a creep and you're not a weirdo, there's nothing wrong with saying like, hey, I'd love to go out with you sometime and if, you know, you got to kind (laughs) of know your time and place too, I think. I mean, dude, what's she going to say? She goes... Oh, is this how you pick up girls in grocery stores? Just say yes and then stare at her. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. Perfect strategy. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. Dude, awesome, man. Very good stuff. Um, well, you know, go hit on somebody in public this summer. I, I got I got I got one last one for you cuz it's a little similar to what you just okay. said. Let's hear it. I I was in Whole Foods and I saw a very attractive young woman and I she was we were in the checkout line. She was like five people ahead of me. And so she goes to the cashier, you know, first and I'm way behind her and I've got a bunch of groceries and I'm thinking to myself, like I might have to abandon my groceries in order to get the chance to ask this girl out. And I had been kind of like following her through the grocery store enough that I, I now, I now my heart was racing. Yeah. I wasn't like watching her. We just kind of I kept sort of seeing her and 
but she was not giving me look backs the way mm. that you were receiving. There wasn't there wasn't anything for me to go on mm. other than, you know, by the grace Raw of God, attraction. let this let this happen. Yeah. Let it let it let it happen. And um so she pays and I got her out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, come on, fucking Roy, hurry up, scan my items, let's go. You know? <laughs> he's like weighing the broccolini and shit. <laughs> Punching like, on the code. Damn it, you know how much that costs. Just charge me whatever, man. And he bags it and then I I gather my things and I walk out and my thought is that she's probably, you know, a block away and I'm gonna have to like chase her down with groceries in my hands and then this is gonna look desperate. But to my surprise, she's standing right outside the automatic doors of the Whole Foods, like looking around, kind of getting her bearings and maybe looking at her phone. And I see her there, you know, she had just grabbed her own like lunch from Whole Foods. That was it. And I'm like, okay, the fact that she's here, now I don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And I start talking to her and I I got around to like, I think I just asked straight up asked her out. She was Australian. Mm. She was uh, in town for 48 hours. Oh, gee, what? From Australia. Jesus. And she had just arrived. She was exhausted. She was doing some kind of like event for a new hotel, the Roxy Hotel. Okay. And uh, I got a dinner reservation at a place called Craft. I took her out. We had a great dinner. I walked her around a park. Gave her the old smoocheroon. Oh. And uh, then she jetted off to Australia again. And we tried WhatsApping and maybe FaceTiming a couple times for about a week. And then that was the end of that. We Dude, were a world apart. It was nice never going to happen. What a nice time. But it, it, those are the, those are the memes, Dude. That's it, baby. Yeah. How you do it. Yeah. Well done, man. <laughs> So yeah, once again, everybody go out there and get you know hit on somebody in a, in a way that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, challenge yourself is uh-huh. the the theme of the episode. Yeah, put yourself out there. And uh, Francis, what do you, what do you got to tell them? Well, those are all the um, you know the pieces of life that sort of build to to finding the person who is who's who who conquers all. You know, yeah, there you go. And I think we've we're there. So. Uh, that is all to say we honor our girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Those are the the people yeah, of honor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a whole lot beyond that. Uh, we wish everyone the best of luck in their lust and their longing and their and their um, their endeavors to to win people over to woo to court. Woo it up. It is a terrifying prospect, but uh, not when you really consider how low the stakes are uh, of rejection. Um, send us emails, send us thoughts, send us efforts in grocery stores and, uh, to oops, the podcast at gmail.com. Check out my Patreon, uh, Francis Ellis for alternate side parking, my writing and a weekly song. Check out pack light from Julio and, uh, stay tuned for any of his upcoming travel exploits. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, anywhere else you like to look at stuff. We're oops, <laughs> the podcast. We love you and we'll see you soon.